G'day, I'm Andrew Griffiths, Australia's number one small business author, and I'm here to introduce you to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast by the one, the only, Amanda Fisher, the cash flow queen. In this weekly podcast, Amanda's going to be talking about all things business, with a particular focus on unscrambling the numbers and understanding the cash flow in your business. So if you're ready to create more profit, reduce your stress, sit back and relax as the Cash Flow Queen helps you to start seeing through the numbers. Hello, and today I want to talk about setting KPIs for your trading results. Yep, it's important to set key performance indicators, some metrics, some numbers to measure your trading results. There are KPIs, key performance indicators, for all sorts of different parts of your business. But I want to talk today about specifically KPIs for tracking your trading results. The top five that I have are, first of all, gross margin. Now, gross margin can be a confusing number for a lot of people. Gross margin is a percentage, not a dollar value, it's a percentage. And it's about the, sorry, my notes have just fallen down, oh my goodness me. Anyway, hopefully I'm back again, sorry. (laughs) Uh, So gross margin is a percentage, it's the, you take your gross profit figure, which is your sales, less your cost of sales, your Profit and loss statement will show you that. Your gross profit figure and divide it by the total revenue. Multiply by 100 to get the percentage. The aim of the game is to have your percentage as high as possible. It's a percentage. It's not the same as your markup. If you're selling products and you have a 100% markup, that's not the same as your gross margin. Your gross margin percentage is a much lesser number. The higher the gross margin percentage, the better. Every industry is a little different in terms of what is normal or average in the industry. Uh, But generally speaking, you need to, yeah, you need, once you've worked out what it is to start with, your aim is to increase your gross margin percentage. First of all, find out how you've been tracking over the last 12 months what that percentage is, and then start looking at ways of improving it by increasing prices. No, that's not always easy, but it may be about looking at the efficiencies or the costs in your cost of sales. Is there Are there productivity, efficiency, um, things that you can do to improve those costs? Are they lower? Can you get some of the inputs or products for a lower cost, can you do a bulk order that means your cost is lower because you're buying in bulk? Various things you can look at to increase your gross margin. The second number to look at is your net profit. Let's face it, we're all in business to make a profit. There's no point in working hard, working the long hours that you do as a business owner and not making a profit. Yes, you need to be paying yourself a salary first, but ideally, if all you you want to be making a profit as well, because if all you're doing is paying yourself a salary, you've bought yourself a job. 
That's all it is. It's a job. You're just working for yourself instead of someone else. You've got all the stress and pressure of making it work. Well, you may as well perhaps be in a job. I'm not saying you should be, but you know, that, just need to think about that. So the aim is you're paying yourself a fair salary and there is still profit in your business. That has to be the aim. So what is the net profit? And your net profit is everything after all the number, after all your expenses. So your income, less your costs of sales or service, delivery, less all the overhead and other expenses. Have you got a net profit? It's a dollar value. The bigger the number, the better. Yes, it may mean you've got tax to pay, but in all my years as an accountant working with clients, I know everybody hates paying tax, but the reality is for every dollar you've made in net profit, yes, you will pay a percentage to the tax man, but the rest of it is yours. And wouldn't you rather have the rest of it to do what you want with than not have a profit and not have that money? Just my view, profit is good. Paying tax is good. Yes, we still want to minimise it. I'm not saying we don't want to make sure you get the best result, but your starting point needs to be making a positive net profit. The third KPI I look at is either revenue per employee, if you've got a service-based business, or average sale per customer if you have selling product. Again, starting point, work out where you are and then look at how you can increase that. How can you, you know, do you have capacity in your team to take on more work if you're a service-based business? Can you put in some efficiency games? Is there some technology you could use that would make things faster and quicker, easier, reduce some of the manual uh, work that might be done? What can you do to increase the efficiency or productivity of the team and allow them to do more, obviously, without meaning they're working till all hours of the night. It's about being efficient and productive, not about giving them more work and expecting them to do a lot more for you. Um, average sale per customer, usually pretty straightforward and available on, on your point of sale system if you're selling product. And again, how can you look at increasing that you know, the classic example everyone talks about is the McDonald's, would you like a fries with that? Back in the day before they had uh, the, you know, the meals now, but even so, if you go and ask for a hamburger, they'll ask you, do you want to make that a meal? Um, so there's always that upsell that McDonald's is famous for. Same thing, don't have to do it quite as the way they do it. There are ways and means of doing that but is what could you do to increase the average sale per customer? The fourth thing is your accounts receivable days. So how quickly are your clients or customers paying their invoices to the extent that you know, you've got invoices? If they're paying up front, this one isn't relevant for you. So if you're selling online and obviously people pay at the time of the, of the purchase online and then you just have to deliver, then this is not a relevant number for you, but for everybody else, it will be. So again, work out what it is today and the aim is to pull it down. The accounts receivable day is how much, what's the dollar value of your accounts outstanding at the moment? These are invoices that are owed to you that you've sent out 
to your customers or clients. Divide that number by the total turnover, total revenue, total sales, whichever version you want that makes sense for you, divide by that number and then multiply by 365 to get the number of days. Start with that number and look to reduce it. Average debtor days or accounts receivable days, probably a KPI to do on a monthly basis rather than on a weekly basis. Um, can do it weekly, but I'd ideally recommend doing that on a monthly basis. And in fact, every one of these KPIs I'm talking about is a monthly KPI today. You'd look at the gross margin on a monthly basis. Look at your net profit monthly after all the expenses are in for the month, the revenue per employee, your average sale per customer at the end of the month, and as I say, your aged receivable days also. Then the fifth KPI that I suggest is your overall turnover. And I put this as number five, not number one, because it's important to make sure that you are making a good gross margin percentage, that you do have a net profit, uh, that you are getting a good revenue per employee or average sale, and your debtor days, accounts receivable days are coming down. So turnover is one that a lot of people look at, but it needs to be looked at in conjunction with the others. No point having big turnover if you're not making a profit or your gross margin is low. For more information on this, Chapter 7 in Unscramble Your Numbers book goes into KPIs in a lot of detail. What they are, how to measure them, a lot of the details are in there as well. Important to have these and to monitor them on a monthly basis. Thanks for tuning into the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast show with Amanda Fisher. Clearly, Amanda's mission is to help business owners just like you to read and understand your business numbers. As well as this fantastic weekly podcast, Amanda has published a pile of books, created online courses, and she runs one-to-one and group mentoring sessions and workshops. To find out more about how you can work with Amanda Fisher, go to www.amandafisher.com.au. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And Amanda would love it if you left a great review. So until next time, make those numbers count.